the Chilean British Radio. The only Chilean radio in English. Welcome to episode 8 of You, Me and Her, your weekly dose of feminism here on Chilean British Radio. I'm Emma, your host, and we're currently live. I'll be here for the next hour, playing female artists or vocalists only and discussing feminist issues. You can catch up on past episodes by searching for the Chilean, Chilean British Radio on Mixcloud and Spotify. If at any point you'd like to contact me with your responses to the questions I'll be asking, you can contact me via Instagram at travelsinateacup or email radio at travelsinateacup.co.uk. Today we're talking about what feminism means to you. For the past few days I've been asking, or harassing depending on how you look at it, anyone I know to share their opinions of feminism with me. We'll be examining the good, the bad and the guilty parts of being a modern feminist and hearing from British students and Chileans alike. So without further ado, let's kick off with one of my favourite songs of all time. If I'm having a bad day for self-confidence or self-sufficiency and my brain is telling me I hate myself, I stick on this song, turn up the volume and do a bit of a dance party around my room until I'm feeling slightly less sucky. I fully recommend it as a strategy. You could even have a bit of a dance right now. Here you are, it's Love Myself by Hayley Steinfield. Yeah. 
the thing. As we have discussed in previous episodes, the word feminist has not only gone through an extremely long and complex history around the world, it also continues to be interpreted as different things by different people today. And the different interpretations don't always have to be opposed to each other. Sometimes we may have lots of different perspectives which complement each other and provide a deeper understanding. And that's kind of what I'm hoping to do with today's episode. It's certainly what happened to me recently. When I was talking to my French flatmate here in Chile about what feminism is and what it stands for, Ludivine said, I don't think that feminism is the equality of the sexes. I think rather this means that the differences between men and women cannot be the justification for a difference in treatment or in law. The gender difference cannot justify a lesser respect for the woman for her alienation which is like otherness. In fact, I think there are sometimes more differences between two men than between a man and a woman. In short, there are differences between men, between women and between men and women, but this does not justify social injustice. She also said something which really stuck for me, and it was, it's more a question of equality in the sense of giving each person what they need according to their differences. So the example she said was, I claim free sanitary towels and so on. And we couldn't claim that if we thought that men and women were exactly the same. She also used the example of periods because cisgender women have periods and some women suffer from period related illnesses or sensations to the point that they can't even go to work or school. So we can't say that men and women must go to work equally. Instead, we have to say that men and women and non-binary people must be given equal opportunities and the equal respect and the equal rights to go to work and to school and to receive the same advantages and opportunities, but all while taking into account these differences. So in summary, the question of equality between the genders is certainly kind of a confusing one because it might sound like we're saying that women and men and non-binary people are all the same. But that's not quite what we're saying. We're actually saying that they're worth the same, that they have the same human rights and the same rights to have their needs met, even though some of those needs will be different. So I've already learnt from one of you to be able to articulate this idea in a way that I couldn't before and I'm really excited by that. Now, after this next song, I'm going to be asking, what's your favourite thing about feminism? And if you have anything to add, please do get in contact. In the meantime, it's Ariana Grande with Dangerous Woman. Make my decision to test my limits Cause it's my business, God is my witness Stop what I finished Don't need no holder, taking control of this kind of moment I'm locked and loaded, completely focused My mind is open All that you got, skin to skin Introducing us to a new thing. I wanna save it, save it for later. The taste of flavor, cause I'm a taker, cause I'm a giver. It's only nature, I live for danger. All that you got, skin and skin. Oh my god, don't you stop. Something about
Welcome back. So before the break, we talked a little bit about what feminine, what feminism means to us and the different ways of interpreting the word equality. But my favourite question was perhaps asking my friends and anyone who would give me any kind of answer what their favourite thing about feminism is. Um, and I got quite a range of responses, so I'm going to read some out to you now. So firstly, um, Al from Cambridge said... My favourite thing is knowing I'm helping to lift up other women or feminine non-binary people who need it. Um, And I think this is quite a common theme because Lizzie also said, my favourite thing is female solidarity and unity and the fact that we deserve equal rights and empowerment. Um, Ellie also kind of had a similar theme when she answered. She said, my favourite thing is the feminist community who collectively fight for justice and hope for a better world. I think it's so true. Um, I also really love the community that there is behind feminism. And that's why I love saying that I'm a feminist, why I think it's so important to use the word feminist, because... It's a really good way of joining this community, of being recognised by other people who also believe in the same things. Um, I know that I've certainly had so many interesting discussions just from being part of that community. I've learnt so much more, but also it is a source of strength. It's a source of solidarity. You know, if you acknowledge that we deserve the same rights, if you acknowledge that there are other people who have similar experiences to us even if they differ slightly according to our circumstances we really feel a lot less alone and there is strength in numbers and there is power in numbers to make a change and that's definitely one of my favorite things about feminism as well of course for other people it's something quite personal there can be a really personal story behind why they love feminism so when I asked Paulina who's from Chile why she liked feminism what her favorite thing was she said it's a very personal story but feminism made me brave I used to think that I had to be and act in a certain way to fit in when I started reading about feminism I realized that all of these labels that women have including me um, most importantly I realized that I didn't want those labels for myself While I was studying, I experienced the harassment some male professors exercised, not only to me, but to other female classmates. In my case, nothing ever happened, because I was brave enough to say no when a professor asked me out, and I drew a line. And I was brave enough to help the ones who couldn't draw that line by giving support and advice. It's never right when a professor asks you out on a date. I had a professor who would invite you to his house to read his books, because he's a writer, but many of my many of my classmates fell for that and went to his house. I'm glad to say that the younger generations made a formal complaint complaint to the university and at the Court of Justice in Concepcion and that that man is no longer a professor. I think that's a really good example of how feminism can provide us with the bravery to stand up for what we need um, but also to provide us with the bravery to support other people who haven't been able to draw that line whose circumstances haven't allowed them to get what they deserve and what they need um so thank you very much for sharing that story after this next song i'm going to be asking a little bit about what people thought feminism was in the past if they ever thought it was something that wasn't equality um, and why but first of all uh it's our third song of the show it's the pussycat dolls with i don't need a man
that was the Pussycat Dolls with I Don't Need a Man here on the Chilean British Radio. We're talking about your responses and your perspectives on feminism. So we talked a bit about what feminism means and the different ways of interpreting the word feminism and the word equality. And we talked a bit about our favourite things about feminism. But of course, the things that we think now are not what we've always believed or thought. So I asked some of my friends, did you ever think that feminism was something other than equality? When did you think that and why? Now, my friend Mel, who's currently in Japan, pointed out that the word feminism can be interpreted in different ways around the world and sometimes it can be really distorted. She told me, in Japan it's sometimes used jokingly to mean a guy likes girls a lot. And I was really surprised by this because I assume from that sentence that that means that if a guy really likes women, I assume is really attracted to them, then people will think he's a feminist. But that's really, it really has very little to do with feminism so I'm a bit surprised. It's kind of like the opposite because feminism is supposed to be empowering everyone and has nothing to do with who we're attracted to, really. Um, So that was a bit surprising. Um, Very interesting, though. Then, closer to home uh, in the UK, Ellie said, I went to an all-girls school, and for me, feminism there was all about female superiority over men. Which is also really interesting because I've never really lived or studied or worked in an all-female environment. And I certainly wouldn't have guessed that that would lead to a sense of female superiority necessarily. Um, So that was also a really interesting contribution to think about. Personally, I can't remember when I ever first heard the word feminism. I have no idea how this happened. I don't know how I can't remember the beginnings of a passion which is so important to me now. However, I also don't remember ever thinking that it was anything vastly different from my understanding now. I think that my younger feminism was perhaps less inclusive. It was more female-centric. I hadn't learned about the gender spectrum or about intersectional feminism. I probably saw it more as female empowerment and women's rights only. But I definitely knew that it wasn't the bra-burning type misconception that we have seen before and that we've already discussed. However, I think that there are, if I asked even more people, I think that plenty of people would respond that when they were younger, they thought that it was man-hating, especially as even now we're still seeing um, celebrities give interviews where they say, no, I'm not a feminist because I don't hate men. There's still that men- misconception out there and we're in 2019. So I think that plenty of people will have at some point thought it was something different. Uh, and probably even still do. Uh, Which will lead us, actually, into our next question after the next song, which um, will be, what's the most frustrating or difficult thing about feminism for you? Please, if you have any answers to this question, please do feel free to write in. Uh, My Instagram was travels in a teacup. However, first up, we've got LaRue with Bulletproof.
That was Bulletproof and you're listening to the Chilean British Radio. I'm Emma, your host, and we're talking, as usual, about feminism. The next question that I asked my listeners during the last few days was, what's the most frustrating or difficult thing about feminism? Now, quite a few people responded to this with concerns about the word feminism and its connotations. So, for example, Dawn in the north of England said, The hardest thing is the old image of feminism being associated with extreme bra-burning women. This image turns many men and women off the term, even if they do agree with the need for and the lack of equality. And feminism needs to be considered a cause for both men and women to support, not just women. The term equality has far less negative connotations. Also, the word feminism has female in its root, with so much more gender diversity in the way people identify. Might some feel excluded because of the term itself? This doesn't happen with the term equality. Now, I definitely agree that there is a risk um, with the connotations of extreme bra-burning women, uh, and I do think that there are potentially some issues with the word feminism. However, I think that there is so ma- there are so many things in the world which are so geared towards men um, so often we think that something we, something that we say is neutral is actually designed for men I mean women literally risk their lives in many circumstances because something which is supposed to be neutral is actually for men so for example uh, the example that comes to mind is with car crash test dummies when they're testing cars they will test with a crash test dummy which is based off a 70 kilogram man which is a not particularly representative of the average man anyway um, and b actually has serious consequences then for women and the only time they ever use a female crash test dummy which is half the time it's not even anatomically correct it's just a scaled down version of the male crash test dummy half the time um they only ever test it in the passenger seat which is not particularly equal or progressive um so i think there's so many times that we use a neutral term we use a term which is supposed to be neutral but it's actually for men that it really i think that men could cope with and non-binary people could cope with the word feminism having femme in it because it has it really recognizes a history that that's that's my thoughts in response to that it was it was an interesting it was an interesting response then on a similar line um james also from the north of england said my problem with feminism if i have a problem with it at all is the huge negative stigma it has in mainstream media such as the news social media youtube etc and a lot of people really avoid the term feminism because they associate it with stuck-up women who think that all men should die or that women should be better than men and the problem with that is that that's not what feminism is, but that's what some people imagine it to be or think it is, both men and women. So the problem is, how do we deal with those other people? Uh, again, definitely agree. That's definitely a problem. Um, and I often find that, that I am in a kind of bubble uh, where everyone around me knows what feminism is. Everyone around me accepts the same kind of definition of equality rather than female superiority. So sometimes I don't even realise how bad the stigma is in other areas of society, on in other medias, other corners of the internet that I don't particularly frequent. Um, so it's really good to be reminded sometimes that it's not it's not what I think. Not everyone is living in the same bubble as me, uh, and there is still a stigma. Um, and really all I can say is that I hope that the more people use it and the more common it becomes and the more celebrities have the bravery to stand up and say yes I am a feminist and that's what this is or even to say this is what I believe in oh and by the way this is feminism Uh, if, if more and more people do that I can only hope that that stigma will slowly become erased and improve now for others the most difficult thing about feminism has a more is a more tangible effect on their own personal lives so for example ellie told me that feminism is in everything i do she said but my family do not see a need for feminism and so we argue again that's a really good point if something's really important to you but your close family or friends don't agree that's going to cause conflict and that can definitely be frustrating now a third type of difficulty of course comes from the way it affects our likes our dislikes our enjoyment of things that we used to like perhaps as children so paulina from chile said 
I'd say that the hardest thing about feminism for me is the fact that I feel I've been seriously damaged by fairy tales, especially Disney, in my youth. That conception of true love and happy endings has been really hard for me to overcome because I tend to be a little bit idealistic. Besides, I feel like as girls we were raised to fulfil that stereotype of delicacy or delicateness and tenderness. That really frustrated me because I have a strong temper but people don't really see it because I've been told I look very sweet and happy. So when I was younger my parents, relatives and friends, both female and male, used to tell me that I needed to be more soft and pleasant, maybe to try and match my outside with my inside. That really bugged me because it made me feel that my character pulled me away from finding all those ideals that Disney used to sell and as I was growing up it was difficult to let all those to leave all those things behind and understand that I was going to be okay. But books really helped me and I found comfort in reading. Uh, I was really happy to hear something so personal, uh, something quite anecdotal um, and it's definitely a good point that the medias we consume as when we're younger can kind of paint an idealised image and then we grow up up, and we realise, oh wait, being a girl, being a woman, even being a man, um, even even the concept of identifying with a certain gender, all those things that we consumed and all those ideas we received, wait, maybe, maybe they're not true, maybe they're not quite as accurate as we were told they were, and that is certainly another source of frustration and difficulty. And of course, when we realise that the things we love might be reinforcing gender roles or stereotypes, that can feed into feelings of guilt about still enjoying them. Which is why, after this next song, I'll be asking, what are your guilty feminist pleasures? Please do get in touch and let me know. First up, it's Supergirl by Crystal.
that was Supergirl by Crystal. Uh, every time I hear that song, all I can think about is a film uh, in which this song features. Uh, it was one of my very favourite childhood films. It was called The Princess Diaries. And if you haven't seen it, I definitely recommend it. Uh, it is actually absolutely a feminist film because basically it's about a girl who's becomes a princess or finds out she is a princess. So that kind of maybe doesn't sound very feminist, but she really does not fit into the mould that is expected of her. She really does not fit into the stereotypical feminist, uh, no, stereotypical princess expectation. Uh, and she just does things her own way. It's really great. Now, along those lines, I asked people, what are their feminist ple- guilty pleasures? Uh, if if we if that's such a thing really exists, I don't know if we should really be feeling guilty about things that we enjoy. Um, but Lizzie said, "I love a rom com, and I can't help finding some chivalrous behaviours attractive." And I definitely agree. I also love a good cheesy rom com, not necessarily feminist at times, um, and I also can't help finding some of chivalrous behaviours attractive. Sometimes. I really hesitate to accept help when it's coming from a man because I'm like, "Mm, should I be accepting help? I want to be independent. I want to be strong. Is this feminist? But then you realize that actually so long as you're also helping other people when they need it, if you actually genuinely need help, it's not unfeminist to accept it. If someone's holding a door open for you while you have your hands full, that might be a chivalrous behavior, but it's also quite necessary. It's all about balance. It's all about balance. Paulina said... My guilty pleasure is that I really like Disney movies such as Pocahontas, Mulan, Hercules, The Lion King and Tarzan. Um, she said she doesn't really know if that's a feminist thing because she thinks that Pocahontas and Mulan and, as princesses are not really very stereotypical. Um, and anyway, most of her favourite movies from Disney are about animals. Um, but she also really wants to go to Disneyland just to see the castle with the fireworks, um, which I guess is like a childhood, a childhood dream there. It's quite a good example as well. Um, something that you really loved as a child, and then later you start to question whether or not it's fully feminist. That definitely happened to me with the TV show Friends. Uh, I still absolutely love it. Um, I watch it if I'm feeling a bit stressed. It really helps to relax me. It's funny. Uh, I used to watch it a lot when I was younger, so it kind of takes me back, and it's all very familiar. But it's definitely not a particularly feminist or progressive TV show it has not aged well in any way or shape or form. Uh, there are a lot of jokes in Friends which I don't particularly find funny anymore because they're making fun of gender or they're making fun of sexuality. Sometimes it can be a bit dodgy in terms of laughing at um, one of the characters being perceived as gay or something like that. Not particularly feminist, but it is my guilty pleasure. It relaxes me. And I know that those things aren't particularly progressive now, so I think it's okay to still enjoy them. Next up, I'd like to hear about your favourite feminist quotes. Again, please do get in touch if you'd like to add anything while we're live. And for now, it's Adele with Rolling in the Deep. Bringing me out the dark Finally I can see you crystal clear Go ahead and sell me out And I'll lay your ship bare See I'll leave with every piece of you
This is Hit Me With Your Best Shot by Pat Benadar. The next question I asked people was, do you have a favourite feminist quote? Ellie replied with one, a quote which is also one of my favourites. It's, on ne n'est pas femme, on le devient, which is the French quote from the philosopher Simone de Beauvoir. And it means in English, we are not born a woman, we become a woman. And that's basically a nod to the way that we're not born wearing, very basically, we're not born wearing pink dresses and desiring some knight in shining armour to come and rescue us. We're not born wanting to do certain things with our lives and all of that. We are socialised to become women. We are socialised to fit into certain moulds. And it's the same for men too. It's basically a nod to the fact that identity is constructed. So I did some thinking and a couple of other very interesting quotes, although there's just so many feminist quotes to choose from, it's very difficult to pick one or two but interestingly I thought Gloria Steinem said and she's a renowned feminist icon she said though we have the courage to raise our daughters more like our sons we've rarely had the courage to raise our sons like daughters that made me think why why is it okay to see women being boyish but not men exercising their more feminine sides Don't you think this has something to do with how we view and value femininity as lesser, as inferior, as less desirable? Then kind of along those lines, uh, another of my favourites is Diana Vreeland who said, Prettiness is not a rent you pay for occupying a space marked female. You do not owe, what she's saying is you don't owe anyone anything specific from your appearance. Being female doesn't mean you need to look a certain way or act a certain way. All you owe is to yourself and to look after yourself to to be as healthy as you can be. Next up, our song, our next song is Sarah Barre with Brave.
Welcome back. Um, our next question was, do you have a favourite feminist role model? Now, i got so many answers for this, so many different names, that I'm just going to read out a few of them to, to not overwhelm you. So Mel in Japan said, Emma Watson. Absolutely agree. She is fabulous and she's done such a great job of making feminist feminism more mainstream for men as well as women. Then from Ellie, some suggestions were Virginia Woolf, who is a writer, Grace Peachy, who is a singer. We've got Deborah Francis White, who is a comedian and presents a fantastic podcast I absolutely recommend called The Guilty Feminist. Simone de Beauvoir, who we've already mentioned. Judith, Judith but- Butler, who is a feminist academic and philosopher. Then Paulina in Chile was able to widen the scope a little bit more. She suggested Frida Kahlo, who is a painter, Maria Teresa Ruiz, who is a Chilean astronomer, Eloisa Diaz, who is the first Chilean to attend university and go to medical school, Uh, Gabriela Mistral, who is a Chilean writer, poet slash teacher, and Marie Stopes, who founded the first British birth control clinic. As for me, I'm not sure who I'd choose. When I was younger, it probably also was Emma Watson, or even Hermione. 
uh, from Harry Potter, but now I think I'm constantly surrounding myself with incredible feminists, not just famous people, but in my friends too. Uh, I don't think I could choose just one name. On that happy note, let's hear it for Kelly Clarkson and Stronger. at the end of our show which means you've guessed it we're getting to the section where we choose a feminist of the week this week's feminist of the week is tarana burke she is an african-american civil rights activist who is most well known for being the first person to kick off the me too movement a whole decade before it actually properly properly became famous while working at a non-profit called Just Be Inc., which she herself had founded in 2003, she found herself struggling to know how to empathise with the countless women who had been sexually abused or harassed. Eventually, she came up with the phrase, this happened to me too. The phrase me too for her is a way of saying I'm not ashamed, but also I'm not alone. It tells other survivors that they are understood. 
When the movement took off globally over a decade later, she was surprised, but she continues to help sexual assault survivors. She is currently Senior Director at the non-profit organisation Girls for Gender Equity in Brooklyn and is expanding the hashtag MeToo movement by crafting the current website into a comprehensive resource tool for survivors. Now we all know about the hashtag MeToo movement, but I personally had not realised exactly where it started or just how long ago. I think it's really important to give credit where credit is due and keep learning about things we think we already understand. And that is why Burke is my feminist of the week. This is therefore the end of the show. Thank you very much for listening and please do join me at the same time next week or an hour earlier for another feminist episode. Meanwhile, let's go out with a classic. It's Whitney Houston with I'm Every Woman.
You are listening Don't let me down to the Chilean British Radio.